Anybody here ready to kick some devil butt tonight? Y'all said that like y'all timid about it. I'm actually again, anybody ready to kick some devil butt tonight? All right, all right. If you have your Bibles, I want to go to Matthew chapter 8. Start at verse 5. Matthew chapter 8, starting at verse 5. King James, we there? All right. And it reads, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, basically begging him and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only. <laughs> but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. I want to teach on that subject tonight. May I have a Kleenex real quick, please? I thought I was going to have a little bit more time. It's meant out my mouth. <laughs> my subject tonight is letting the word do the work. Heavenly Father, we just come to you now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to say thank you. Holy Spirit, we loose you now and we command you to do what you do best. Turn this place out in the name of Jesus. Father, I decree and declare that I do have the mind of Christ and the voice of a stranger I do not yield to. I decree and declare that my tongue is the pen of a ready writer, that as I open my mouth, you fill it, oh God. Father, I thank you that I have an unction from the Holy Ghost and I know all things in the name of Jesus. Devil, you are bound in this place now in the name of Jesus. I cancel all your assignments, all your plots, all your schemes right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for victory in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's do it. Amen. Letting the word do the work. You know, on on Sunday when a pastor was talking about the word and um, I was just so excited because I'm, I consider myself a, a word man. You know, it's, if, if it's not written, it ain't true. That's how, I, that's how I believe. You know, if it ain't written, it ain't true. You know, so when he started to talk about that, and I believe he, he opened the gate for this particular message to come into, come into play tonight. And so when I look at this particular passage of Scripture, I'm truly marveled at two things about this centurion soldier. Number one, his persistence. And number two, his power. These were two things that really jumped off of the page. Because when you look at it, he wasn't coming for himself. He was coming, what, on behalf of a servant. And back in those days, a servant was considered what? A what? A slave. Okay, so 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 this person was not of like a a relative or, you know, an aunt or uncle or somebody like this. But this was a a slave, somebody that worked for him. But this but this particular centurion had compassion for this particular servant. But he was persistent about it because when he came up to Jesus, the scripture says beseeching. And, And when you break that word down, that was like he had a sense of urgency because he had love for this slave. And he was like, Jesus, I need him healed. I need him healed. And this should be our response to the word of God. 
See, we all know that Jesus was what? The living word. Am I right? But see, we should have that same type of persistence upon this written word. When we encounter a problem, when we encounter disaster, we should have that persistence to go to the word, to see what the word says, to speak the word so we can get the desired result. And so here it is here. He understood his persistence, but then most importantly, he understood his power. Because when you look at the, uh, the verse here in verse nine, he says for what? For I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say that this man go and he go into another come and he goeth into my servant do this and do that. So he understood authority. He understood how when you're in authority, your words have power. <laughs> you missed it. When you are in authority, your words have power. We are in authority. Am I right? We, we, we are children of the most high God, right? So that means whatever he left, he, he, he willed it over to us. He, he, we, we're an heir to the throne, am I right? So whatever's on the inside of him, he transferred to the inside of us. So when we open our mouth, we have what? Authority. Our words move mountains. Mm. And so he says here, look, man, I, I, Jesus, I, I, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof. You, 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 don't, you don't have to come downtown. You, you, you don't have to come out west. I, 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 you know, I, I wish that you could, but I, I, I don't really need you to do all of that. All I need you to do is speak the word only. Because I understand once the word comes out of your mouth, it's going to go where it's destined to go. And it's going to do what it's destined to do. Because what it's going to do is going to go to the root of the problem. It's going to, Jesus. I'm getting ahead of myself. And the church said, amen. (laughs) And so what the word does. It has the creative power. But we have to ask ourselves this question. What are you saying? What are you saying? Proverbs uh, 18, 21 says what? Death and life are where? In the power of a tongue. So that means my tongue has the capacity to speak death, but it also has the capacity to speak life. So As we train everything else, we need to start training our tongue to speak what? Speak life. See, we we think about it. We spend billions and billions of dollars on training other parts of our body. But yet the tongue. But yet the tongue. It's a warring member in in the book of James. And, and you know, the book of James talks about how you put a bit in a horse mouth, a small bit. And and that person controls that big old horse with that small bit. Now look at your tongue, but yet no man can tame. But yet no man can tame. Billions of dollars on exercise and this and that and video and this and that. But yet we forget about the tongue. We don't train the tongue. There are three areas that I want to get to tonight. Those three areas are to think, your thinking, your speaking, and your lifestyle. I want to empower you tonight. Because Lifeline is taking ground, amen? Chicago is coming back to Christ. Amen. Amen. 
So what I want to do here is that, number one, in order to let the let the word work, you have to you have to start to think like Christ. You have to start to think like Christ. I want to go to two places. I want to go to Joshua chapter one. And then I want to go to Romans chapter 12. Joshua chapter one. Excuse me. Joshua chapter one. And I want to start reading at verse eight. When you get that, say amen. All right. Now, Joshua chapter one, verse eight, it says, this book of the law shall not what? Depart out of thy what? This book of the law shall not depart out of thy what? So this book of the law is what? The word. Amen. All right. Now, it shall not depart out of thy mouth. But what are you going to do with it? You shall meditate. You shall meditate. Meditate when you break it down is consistent, constant. You should be, it should be ongoing. It should be ongoing. And so you shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then you shall have good success. So that tells me right there is that when I get into this word, I have to be consistent with this word. I have to be constant with this word. But most importantly, I have to be confident in the word that goes forth. And I believe a lot of times is that we go to church. We have on the garments of praise, you know, for the spirit of heaviness. But yet we don't have confidence in the word which was written. If we did, we would be more victorious. Amen. And so go to Romans chapter 12. We're going to break all this down. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And this is a familiar one. Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 2. When you get there, say amen. I don't want to leave nobody behind. Now check this out. And be not conformed. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? Transformed by what? Of your what? Of your mind. Because see, if I have your mind, your body will follow. If I have your mind, your body will follow. And it says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, let's break this down. It says, be not conformed, be not conformed. So what that's telling us, Paul is saying here is that there is a higher level of thinking that I want you to get to. You see what I'm saying? There is a higher level of thinking. And I believe as believers, we, 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 we don't grab hold of that higher level of thinking because what we do, we conform to the world instead of the world conforming to the church. And so as a result, we do church like the world. And, 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 and so what, what happens is that the Bible is saying we need to conform, we need to transform. Basically what we need to do is do a, a, a metamorphosis. That's what that word means. We need to do a metamorphosis. We need to do a whole revitalization. We need to do a whole turnaround and come back to Christ. Now, when you look at that word transform, what comes to mind is how a butterfly takes flight. 
Now, a butterfly isn't born a butterfly. Right. It's not born a butterfly. It doesn't come out with pretty wings or anything like that, does it? It comes out on the ground as a what? As a caterpillar. And so think about it. In our own lives, our thinking have caterpillar flight. But we live like a. I'm sorry. Our, 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 our thinking should have butterfly flight, but we live like a caterpillar. And see, what happens is that sooner or later, that caterpillar is going to transform to what? To a butterfly. But see, I believe in the believer's life is that we stunt our own growth based on unbelief because we don't think that we can get to that level of thinking. But God is saying to you tonight, the devil is a liar. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. That's why I always confess I have the mind of Christ and the voice of a stranger I do not yield to. Why? Because I'm meditating on that word. And as I meditate on that word, I speak that word. I declare that word. And I know that word goes to heaven. And as a result, it goes to heaven. It comes back and gives me the desired manifestation. And it's not just for me, but it's for everyone who believes. And so here it is here. I got to start thinking like Christ. I got to I got to start renewing my mind. You know, I got to start renewing my mind. And, and, and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, renewing your mind is no easy process. It's not. It's an ongoing process. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I used to like rap music, Stacy. Yeah. Tupac. That was my boy. Dear mama. Yeah. Me against the world. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? In order for me to go to where God needed me to go, I had to let it go. I had to drop it. I had to drop it. Not drop it like it's hot, but I had to drop it. Ah, let's get it right now. I ain't been saved all my life now. And so here we go here is that I had to, I had to get rid of that. And, and, and the Bible talks about, you know, that uh, you confess your sins. He's faithful and just forgive you and to cleanse you from all the righteousness. And so what happens is that we always, we've been trained that when we repent and come back to Christ, it's a 360. But it's wrong. That's not. It's a 180. Yeah. Meaning that whatever that I was involved in, I need to turn from that and go back the other way. And so as a result, as I started to go back the other way, then things start to drop off because I would get into my word. I would start reading the book of Psalms. I would start reading the book of John because reading the book of John, you get an understanding of who Christ was. You get an understanding of that relationship and you start to think like him. And as a result, mm -hmm. Ooh, I'm about to run. And so here we go. No more caterpillar I'm a butterfly I gotta raise my thinking to butterfly I gotta raise my thinking and see before that caterpillar before that butterfly before that caterpillar becomes that butterfly it's put in a cocoon <laughs> and it was in a dark place it was in a dark place. And in that dark place, as you all know, nobody can get to it and it can't get to anybody. Why? Because it's developing. And see, you need to be somewhere alone with the Lord so you can develop. So you can develop your thinking. 
you know, you, 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 you got to start blocking phone numbers. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, you know, and, then, and people say, oh, you think you're better than me? No, I want more than you. 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 So number one is we got to change the way we think. We got to change the way we think. You know, be not conformed to this world. Because being conformed to this world, meaning that I think like this system. You see what I'm saying? Our system of Christ is one about love. The world is about lust. You understand what I'm saying? And so the, 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 the process of God is about giving. The system of the world is about what? Taking. So again, I have to start to renewing my mind, to train my mind to do what I needed to do. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the next one. I want to go to speaking. Now, for speaking, I want to go to a couple places. A couple places. I want to go to Mark chapter 11, number one. Mark chapter 11. We're going to Mark chapter 11. And then we're going to go to another place as the Lord leads. Now, speak. What comes out of my mouth? Pastor said it so well. Voice activated. Voice activated. You know, we have one of those Google homes in the house, and, you know, Diane gets upset because it responds to my voice and not hers sometimes. <laughs> she was like, you know, and she like, well, Google, Google, what's the weather today? Why won't answer me? I'd be like, okay, Google, what's the weather today? Oh, James, the weather would be da 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 <laughs> Why is that? It's voice activated, Diane. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 11. I want to start reading in verse 22. And then it says here, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have what? Faith in God. Have faith in God. Okay, now check this out. Verse 23, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall do what? That whosoever shall what? That whosoever shall what? Until this what? Be thou removed and be what? But here's the key. And shall not what? In his heart. But shall do what? That those things which he what? So again, as that word say it. Say, what am I saying? What am I saying? What am I saying out of my mouth? What am I saying? And then it says, those things which he says shall do what? Never come to pass, right? Shall is an absolute. It has to happen. It has to happen. Shall is an absolute. So here it says here, what he said shall come to pass. And then here shall again. And he shall have what? Whatsoever he said. So if I say I got a disease, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to have a disease. If I say I'm broke, what's going to happen? I'm going to be broke. If I say my car ain't no good, what's going to happen? My car ain't going to be no good. But on the contrary, I can say I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of my might. I can say that wealth and riches are in my house. So whatever I say it is going to come to pass. For whatever I say it, I walk by faith and not by sight. No weapon formed against me shall prosper in the name of Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. What? Whatever I say. It, whatever I say it, whatever I say it, it's got to come to pass. 
It's got to come to pass. I'm going to say it again. It's got to come to pass. 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 Let's go to Genesis 1. Let me show you how this word works. Let me show you how this word works. Genesis chapter 1. I want to start reading at verse 3. Genesis, we're going to read it verse 1. In the beginning, everybody can find Genesis, right? All right, amen. Thought we had to do some praying for some, all right. It says, in the beginning, God created what? The heavens and the earth. And the earth was what? Without form. So nothing was there and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved. Check out verse 3. What does it say? And God did what? And God did what? And God did what? Let there be light. And what happened? Ah, and there was light. Let's go to verse 6. And verse 6 says, and God said, let there be a firmament firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the sea. And so it says here that firmament, he, 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 he divided it, the sea from the dry land. And so and then we go to verse 9. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together unto one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. So it says here in verse 11, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding uh, uh, seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit at his own kind. So we see here, whatever God said, it did what? It manifested. It manifested. So in my words have what? Creative power. Because we just know, we, we learn from Proverbs 18.21 that what? Death and are where? Of my tongue. So again, I can't be walking around, my feet are killing me. Mm-mm. Throw that one away. Throw that one away. We have to start speaking life to every situation. Even when it looks like death, we have to speak life. I remember before my mom went home to be with the Lord, we would have these great conversations about when I was on the other side and she would pray for me and, you know, things looked like things got worse. I would be going to jail and things of this nature. And then my mother would just say she would use her job bathroom stall as a prayer room and she would speak the word and she said she would speak the word and she would speak the word no matter what I started to look like no matter what I was doing she would speak the word say you're going to be what God called you to be you're going to be a prick I'm like my come on you tripping uh uh-uh, uh no 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 and so we have to start speaking what we believe I want to do this illustration real quick. Jason, can you come here for a minute? I want I need a I need somebody that's smaller than Jason, pretty much taller. Not t- no. T- Tyler, would you come here for a minute? Now I want you to stand right here. I want you to stand right here. I want to show you how the word works in heaven. Amen. Is that okay? All right. Now, and I want you to stand right here in front of him. All right. Now, I'm going to represent the angel. He's going to represent, I'm sorry, you need to be at the right hand. You need to be at the right hand. Now, he represents Jesus. He represents God the Father. 
So the word says, I want to say it's in, in Psalms 103, uh, 105, where it talks about that the angels hearken to the voice of his word. So what happens is that each one of us are assigned angels. And those angels, some of us have angels that are employed. Some of us have angels that are unemployed. Why are your angels unemployed? Because you ain't speaking no word. And so as a result, in heaven, Jesus is at the right hand making intercessions for us, right? He's making intercessions. So here it is here. An angel is out and they kicking it. And an angel is looking for word. And an angel is looking for word. And an angel is looking for word. An angel is like, okay, do you speak a word? Oh, nope, you gossiping. I got to go. An angel is looking for word. Angels 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 looking for word. What? What? You got a need? Uh, uh, what? What you say? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. What? 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 What you say? But my God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What? What? I, I honor you with my substance, with the first fruits of my increase, and all my barns shall be filled with plenty. That's my word. So the angel grabs that word. He gives that word to Jesus. Jesus disciples that word to make sure the word is pure, and then Jesus takes that word to God the Father alright he gives it to God the Father and then God the Father releases that word and now he comes back with the desired manifestation of that word the desired manifestation because the word says God is not a man that he shall lie neither is he the son of man that he should repent but if he spoke it he got to bring it to pass 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 thank you bro appreciate you thank you thank you got to bring it to pass touch your neighbor and say he got to bring it to pass and say it just like that. He got to bring it to pass. And so, as I speak it, as I speak it, as I speak it, as I speak it, I'm not, I'm not speaking what I see. <laughs> I'm not speaking what I see. I'm speaking what I don't see because see what I don't see takes precedence of over what I see because the things that I see are only temporary because those things that I see are subject to change. <laughs> yeah, I know they said it is a bad doctor report, but you know what, doctor? I thank you. I appreciate it. I know you went to Howard and George Washington and all of that. God bless you. But it is written. 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 Can, can, I, can I share a testimony? I got, I got a couple more minutes. Okay. This was before Diane and I got married. And so I had. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it's always one in the crowd. <laughs> and so here it is here. I, I had this abdominal pain. And I had my appendix out when I was 20, so I know it wasn't appendix, but it was very painful where it's to the point I couldn't even walk. I had to call 911 and they had to come pick me up and put me in the ambulance and take me to the hospital. So they said when I got to the hospital, first of all, they starved me, Dad. So it's like, you know what, y'all tripping. I don't want this IV stuff. I'm hungry. All right. So long story short, this pain 
was just unbearable where I couldn't even, I was walking like this. And so I called Diane, she came to the hospital and they was like, well, Mr. Horn, it, 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 it looks as though we're going to have to do surgery on you. And I'm like, not going to happen, bro. It's not going to happen. And so, and see, I understand your faith might not be there, but mine is. And so I believe that God is a healer. See, that's what I believe. I believe that God is a healer. Because, see, I've been diagnosed with sarcoidosis. It's gone. I've been diagnosed with TB. It's gone. Every time they do a chest x-ray, it's clear. All of that stuff. So, I see, the track record that God has laid down, I know what he'll do. And so, as a result, I say, Diane, call my prayer partners and tell them this was going on. So, they said, okay, Mr. Horn. And, and, and am I am I kidding, Diane? They was pressing me. They wanted to cut me. I'm like, dude, you're not cutting me. You know, what, Mr. Horn, we have to do surgery. No, you don't have to do surgery. God has already done surgery. He picked up Jesus Christ on the third day. That's the surgery that I'm living on. And again, I did it in a nice way. You know, no, no, thank you. And so. You know, so I'm sitting there and I think it was like, what, day two, day three or something like that. And so, again, I hadn't eaten anything. They still feed me through this tube and this, that, and the other. So they say, okay, Mr. Horn, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in there and put a tube down your mouth, which I really didn't want. But I'm like, okay, you could do that because I'm going to be asleep, right? I ain't, I ain't trying to feel all that. They're like, yeah, no problem. So they put you steep, sleep and all that stuff. They went in there and I told, like I said, I said, call my prayer partners. You're not doing surgery on me. I'm healed. I spoke it out of my mouth. I spoke it out of my mouth. See, I gave voice to it. And see, when I gave voice to it, the angels picked it up immediately and said, yes, he believes that he's healed. So and so again, here it is here. They came in the room. They took me down and they said we in one test showed one thing that it was a big whatever it was, whatever, a mass or whatever the case may be. But. When they came back and got the tube down there, nothing was there. Nothing was there. And so I came back and she, she was there. And, I, and I, we just started rejoicing. Like I told you, they not operating on me. They not operating on me. And so I said all that to say what? Is that your words have power. And again, I know that all of us are in different places. I, I get that. I get that. But... We have to start to train our thinking to believe what he said. We have to train our thinking to believe what he said. If he said by the stripes of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that I'm healed, well, guess what? I'm healed. And I'm not going to be upset with the doctor. Doctor, I thank you. God bless you. I know you want to juice my insurance, but guess what? I'm healed. But I'm healed. But I'm healed. Because why? Because I've trained my thinking to think like Christ. Christ wasn't sick. Christ wasn't sick. No, he wasn't. I trained my, my speech to speak like him. Let me show you something else. I want to go to uh, Matthew chapter 4 real quick. Matthew chapter 4. 
want to show you another illustration. Matthew chapter 4. I want to start reading at verse uh, 1. It says here, Then was Jesus led up of, up, of, led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be what? Tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward what? He was hungry. He was, wait, starving. Right? He was starving. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. All right. But he answered and said, what? Uh, y'all saying it like it ain't written. He said, what? It is, written. it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is written. All right. And then the devil, verse five, then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. And so three things I want to share right here is that when the enemy comes to tempt you, he comes one of three ways. And his strategy is always the same. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Every time. Every time. And see what happens, it's packaged differently each and every time. It's packaged differently every time. It it, it might not be a Tyson Beckford. It it, it, it might be, you know what I'm saying? It's packaged totally different to the sisters. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. I lost my amen section that time, didn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, check this out. Verse 5. Then the devil taketh him up into, setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and then their hands shall there bear them up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Now, Put a finger right there because see what he's trying to do. He's trying to quote Psalms chapter 91. Now put your pen there and go to Psalms chapter 91. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. See? Now, if you go to Psalms 91.11. Everybody there? Now check this out. Now he says in Psalms 91.11, he says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. But see, he says here in verse 6, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 6, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee. See, there's a difference. Over or concerning. See, God said, I I got you covered, so I got my angels covered over you, not concerning you. And so, if you don't know the word, then you will fall for the okey-doke. And see, that's why it's so important for you to know God's word. But most importantly, you got to know his voice when he speaks that word. And so we thank God for Jesus because he didn't fall. But see, what did he do? In verse seven, he said what Jesus said unto him. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then in verse eight, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Now, imagine that the devil take you up. And show you all of that. Like I showed you all the back, back, back when I was in the streets is that he never showed me the end result. He showed me right now. He showed me the, 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 the money, the life and all of that stuff. But he never showed me the end result. And he never will. And so it says here again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kings of the world and the glory of them. In verse nine, it says unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou will fall down and worship me. My question, Pastor Kelly, is this. How are you going to give me something that already belongs to me? 
Think about that. How are you going to give me something that already belongs to you? That's like if I give you my car keys and you say, man, I sell you my car. Man, you crazy. How are you going to sell me something that already belongs to me? And so one of three ways, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's how he coming. That's how he coming. Now, last but not least, we're starting to think like him. We're going to renew our minds. Amen. Then as we renew the minds, then what happens after that? We're going to do what? We're going to speak. We're going to watch what we speak. We're not going to say our feet, our feet are killing us. We're not going to say our back is hurting. We're not going to say that, right? We're not going to say that. Amen? Amen. And see, what I learned through the word is that whatever situation you're going through, you can find some word to get you through. If you're having problems in your finances, it's there. If you're having problems with your flesh, it's there. It's there. You're having problems in your marriage, it's there. It's there. You have problems with low self-esteem, it's there. Everything we need is in the word of God. Everything you need is in the word of God. Now, last but not least, we want to start living like him. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And then it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 where it talks about thanks be unto God who does what? Always, not sometime, not this time and this time, but what? Always causes us to what? Triumph. Triumph means that we are victorious in everything that we do. When you apply these principles, you become a threat to the devil. When you get out of the bed in the morning, the devil like, ah, they up. What we going to do? We got too many wimps in the kingdom of God. We got too many wimps playing church. You want prestige and popularity, but ain't got no power. Look what that devil did to Paul and them sons of Sceva. Paul, I know him, I know, but who are you? And the devil looks at us and is like, who are you? Who are you? I know you went to church Sunday and you cried like a baby, but where your word at? Where your word at? Where your word at? Every time Jesus was tempted, what did he do? It is written. And that devil had to back up. It is written. He had to back up. It is written. He had to back up. It is written. See, when you don't speak what is written, he coming. He coming. He coming. Because he know. Because he know. Because he know. Because he know. And so what happens is that it's like an ATM, a spiritual ATM. If you don't put no deposit, you can't get no return. See? If I go to Bank of America and I want to take out 500, but all I put in there is 200, Brenda, it ain't happening. Insufficient, ain't that insufficient funds? Insufficient funds. And see, some believers are insufficient word. Insufficient word. Oh, I'm bad. I've been to a conference. 
Uh-huh. Where your word at, though? Where your word at, though? And I'm not knocking nobody. Please don't take it. Don't, that's not what I'm doing. But we have to come to a point is that we're living in the last days, church, and the enemy has turned up the heat. He has turned it up. He has turned it up to max. And it's time for the believers to stand up and be who God has called us to be. It's time out for that hip hop Christianity. It's time for us to start living this word so that we can be victorious in every area of our life. Amen. God bless you. Amen.